morning, everyone. So if you haven't met me before, my name's Shannon. Um, my husband, Raynard, pastors here. And um, I have the honour of speaking today. And um, my, my message is called This Little Light of Mine. So as a church, our mission is to seek God, to love people, and to build community. And that's what I want to speak a wee bit today. Now, as Christians, it can be really easy to find ourselves in a bit of a bubble. Um, you know, we surround ourselves with Christians, we speak Christianese, we watch Christian TV, we listen to Christian music, we, um, we read Christian books, and, um, and we just kind of surround ourselves in a bit of a bubble. Has anyone ever seen the movie Bubble Boy? And it's like this, this kid, and he's wearing, it's probably not the most appropriate movie to quote, but you get the idea, he's wearing this, this kid, he's, um, he had illnesses as a child, and his mother, to protect him, has created him in a bubble. And no one can come into him, into his space. It's kind of like, you know how you talk about your personal bubble? It's kind of a bit like this, but this is an actual plastic bubble that he lived and breathed in. And if he wanted to walk in there, he had to walk in the bubble. And uh, it was to protect him from the outside, the outside world. So bad things couldn't get into him. And sometimes as Christians, we can do that. We can isolate ourselves from the rest of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. It's an amazing thing to have Christian community, to, to feed ourselves with, um, with Christian books and Christian music. That's all actually really important things to do. But when we isolate ourselves from the outside world, when we isolate ourselves to the extent where we're not actually engaging in our community, then we do ourselves and the world a disservice. Now, we weren't created to be safe and to hide ourselves away and to protect ourselves. We're created to go out and shine God's light into the world. And that's just what I want to share about. Um, so Francis Assisi said, preach the gospel and at all time at all times, and if necessary, use words. Now, as a church and as Christians, we are called to be presented to be present in our community and in the lives of those around us. Okay, we are called to meet his meet his people in the midst of their messes and to show the love of God and let his light shine. If we're too busy protecting ourselves and keeping ourselves safe in our only bubble, we actually can't protect those around us and affect them. Okay, when church and community come together, when we allow God's light in us to shine through us, and, the, and when the church goes out past its own four walls, lives are changed and communities are transformed. Now, Isaiah 60, verses 1 to 3, says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Darkness is the absence of light. Now, if you were to turn on your TV, your computer, or open your newspaper any day of the week, now you're going to get the impression very quickly that our um, world is in a whole lot of trouble. You know, that it's a very dark place full of despair, full of hurt, violence, and pain. You're going to get the sense that all is lost and there's completely no hope. But it's actually the complete opposite. Now, the smallest spark of light will always overcome the darkness. Okay, look at a match, okay? We've all, like, been camping and lit matches and stuff, and, you know, it's dark, you light a match, and then suddenly that tiny thing, that tiny flame overpowers that darkness because suddenly you can see. You may not like to see very well, but you can see. That dark, that light shines brighter than the darkness around them. The moment that you choose 
to shine God's light into any given situation, you overpower the darkness that is in that place. Now, you can be in a pitch black room, unable to see anything, but the moment you strike a match, light comes into that place, displacing the darkness. And when we choose to let the light within us shine, no matter how small and insignificant it may seem, the darkness around us will always shrink back. It can't be in the same place as the light. Now, you can sit there and you can tell yourself that you don't have a lot to offer. Now, that all that... You're only insignificant. You've got nothing to offer, nothing to give. But today I'm telling you, you are a child of God. You know, created by a loving Father on purpose. Not because he made a mistake, but because he knew that the world needed you at this time and because he loves you. You were created to shine. You know, Jesus has made it clear during the Sermon on the Mount that we are the light of the world. We are created to shine. Now, it's not our light within us, but his, and that's what the world needs. Matthew 5, um, 16 says, here's another way to put it. We're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. I love that, bringing out the God colors in the world. So, So often we can focus on what's not good. But God is always working. God is always doing stuff. God is always there. We are called to bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house, be generous with your lives, but opening it up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. We are created to shine. Our world loses out when we shrink back when we determine that we're insignificant, our world loses out. When each of us put the light within us together with the light that is in those around us, it shines a massive spotlight into the community we find ourselves in, displacing the darkness and shadow in the name of Jesus without actually standing up on a soapbox line. And when the church comes together like this, the darkness has no space to occupy and is displaced from wherever we are. When we get together with one another, and when what is within us, when we let God within us shine, how can people not take notice? How can darkness remain in that, in that place? Um, Pastor Cody is from um, Hillsong, uh, New York. He has this incredible message about Occupy All Streets. And um, it's all about Christians occupying all areas of society and letting God's light shine. Now, how different would your workplace, your school, your, um, your family, your neighbourhood look? How different would Cromwell and Central Otago look if every single Christian, every single believer, let the light of God within them shine out in its fullness in the places that they occupy? How different would your workplace look? You know, when people are standing around gossiping, if we didn't take part, we didn't engage, we didn't listen, or we stood up to it and said, actually, no, I don't, I don't really agree with that. That's not right. How different would, would our school look if we went and befriended the lonely kid, the one that everyone thought was a wee bit weird, and let them know that they have worth, that they have, they have purpose, that they have significance? How different would that place look? How different would our neighbourhood look if 
we're nice to our neighbours. We're good neighbours. And we spend time with them and we, you know, back in, you know, like back in the old days, they used to go over for a cup of sugar. Oh my God, I need a cup of sugar, can I borrow one? No one does that anymore. It's not really a thing. What would happen if we built relationship with them and we were like, considerate about what kind of neighbour we were to them? Now, when we allow ourselves to let what is within us, to let Jesus in us, shine to those around us, it's so countercultural to what they've experienced. It's so countercultural to what they're used to. We live in a, society, in a society where everyone is me, me, me. I want to get everything for myself. I want to hold everything to myself because it's mine and I want it all. And in order for me to get more, I need to hold on to it tightly. But what if we were so generous with our lives that we, that we gave to people freely? They would blow their mind with, and loving them with an agenda. Because people are so used to, well, what's in it for me? You're going to do this for me, but what, what's in it for you? They're not used to that. They're not used to being loved freely. They're not used to being loved without an agenda. But that's what God did with us. He gave his son freely for each of us. But he also gave us a choice. We don't have to walk with him. We don't have to be in a relationship with him. We don't have to love him. We get to choose to love he could have quite easily gone, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you all, but you have to come hang out with me. But he, didn't, he loved us enough to give us freedom of choice so that we could love him by choice. What if we loved the people around us with such incredible freedom, without an agenda? What, how different would that be for me? What a difference would that make to their life? And it says, one can put a thousand to flight, Two can put 10,000. Think of a candlelight vigil. Here you've got a single candle in the darkness. It shines a light, but it doesn't make a huge difference. But when you put all those together, and suddenly you didn't have a sea of lights. What if as Christians, each of us shone our light that God has in our lives to those around us? What a difference would that make to, to, um, to our nation? to our town, to our families. There's this incredible poem that I love, but also challenges me and scares me a lot um, because it is a challenge. And at times I think we can, we can get quite comfortable, and so it's good to challenge ourselves because I've come to the realization I don't ever want to get to the end of my life and find that I've got regrets. I want to get to the end of my life and know that I have done everything that God has challenged me with, that I have lived a full life where I have loved God fully, where I have loved people fully, and that I have taken every opportunity that he has given me. Um, so I just want to share it with you, because it is a challenge, but it's, a, it's an incredible um, call to action, I feel. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true because we have, because we have dreamed too little, when we have arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord, 
when the things of, with the, when with the abundance of things we possess, we have lost our thirst for the waters of life. Having fallen in love with life, we have ceased to dream of eternity, and in our efforts to build a new earth, we have allowed our vision of the new heaven to dim. Disturb us, Lord, to dare more boldly, to venture in wilder seas, where storms will show your mastery, where losing sight of land we shall find the stars. We ask you to push back the horizons of our hopes and to push into the future and strength, courage, hope, and love. Disturb us all when we find ourselves too comfortable, when we find ourselves in a bubble, and we're having an impact on those around us. Disturb us all when we find that that we are too self-centered and not thinking about those around us, where our hearts and minds are turned towards ourselves and our own circumstances. Disturb us, Lord, so that our thoughts may be to those around us who do not know you. Disturb us, Lord, so that we will shine our light to those around us, not hold it to ourselves. Now, I want to encourage you, church. You're created to shine. Each and every single one of you are different and unique. God created us that way on purpose. He didn't want us to be a bunch of lemmings who just follow one behind the other, doing exactly the same as everyone else has done. He's created you to be unique. He's created you on purpose for a purpose. You are not insignificant. You're a child of God. He created you on purpose for a purpose. He thought of you. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. How incredible is that? That the God of the universe who placed, you know, the stars and the moons in the heavens thought of you and determined that the world needed you. Because you were and placed you here in this place at this time. Because you have a light to shine. Because you have something to offer. Because you are not insignificant. Because you have a story to tell. Whether it be of God's incredible miraculous healing. Whether it be of his goodness and grace. You have a story to tell. And you might think that your story is insignificant, that it doesn't have worth, but I'm here to tell you that it does. And he has created you to shine and to share it with the world. Amen. It's a very short message today, but I just wanted to encourage you with that. You're created to make an impact in our community, to make an impact in your world. And you know what? You might think that your story is insignificant, that your light is too small, but you don't know how significant it is to the person that you share it with, to the person that you allow into that place. Because you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know what God's doing. But He does. And he'll place you in the right place at the right time and surround you with the right people to share your life. Amen. Awesome. I'm just going to quickly pray. Um, and then we're going to um, have some worship. So I think it's always good just to worship God. Um, I'm a big believer that, that when we worship, we take our, our eyes and our focus off ourselves. When we place it on him, we lift our eyes up, we lift our eyes up of our, of our problems and our circumstances, and we focus on God. He moves in that time. I believe that healing comes in worship, I believe that grace comes in worship, that 
that we encounter him in worship. So I want to encourage you that when we step into worship in a moment, don't be worrying about what's going on around you. Don't worry about what's happened this week or what you're going to cook for lunch after. Don't worry about that later. Take a moment just to focus on God and to, and to hear from him. Father, I just want to thank you for each person here. Lord, that, that you created us on purpose for a purpose, that you created us um, to be significant and to impact the world around us. You did not create ourselves to shrink back and to hide ourselves in the bubble, but you created us to, to shine light and to displace darkness. And Father, I thank you. And thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us have a light to shine, have a difference to make in our world. Lord, may we know the revelation of what it is to be a child of God. May we know, Father, what it is to have an understanding of that we are created on purpose for a purpose, that we are not a mistake, that you designed us, that you know us and you love us despite the mess we may find ourselves in. Father, may we know that you've created us with a light that the world needs. In Jesus' name, amen.